Good morning. So good to see you on the last Sunday of the year. And so go ahead, if you want, you can go ahead and turn in your Bibles to Proverbs chapter 8. Proverbs 8 is where we'll be this morning. There's so many verses where we could think about how to have a daily enjoyment of God's word and why, why we ought to. And so here's, here, here's some of the concerns I know we have. Anytime a Bible reading plan, any, anytime something like that is, is going to come up, people are going to say things like, isn't that, um, isn't that legalistic uh, to have some kind of reading plan? Is, uh, having a checkbox, having um, a plan, having devotions, having quiet times, that's just legalistic. I, I don't want to do that. Well, well here's what, what I would want to say. Shouldn't disciples of the risen Christ have some kind of discipline of hearing from Christ? Shouldn't disciples of the risen Christ have a discipline, disciple discipline, of a habit of listening and hearing and following the risen Lord Jesus from his word? And and we should, because that's what this book is. His sheep hearing his voice from, from Genesis to Revelation. So let me say this. I know, I know a lot of us grew up in a legalistic church environment um, where, you're, where you're doing Christian-y, Jesus-y stuff. It's just crammed down your throat out of fear of disappointing your parents, out of fear of losing the Bible drill. Who's ever done a Bible drill? You can raise your hand. This is interactive morning. Okay, less, less than half. Uh, if you don't know what a Bible drill is, praise God for you. And you probably have a less guard childhood in church than, than some of us. But a Bible drill, turn, you, you are all sitting there like this, some, like this, you don't know, either way. And fine, Malachi 2. And you lose it and you're trying to impress the pretty girl in your Sunday school class and all this stuff. You can't get it. And then you get it. I got Malachi 2 and you get gummy bears. This explains my shape. Why so many gummy bears, so many Bible drills growing up. But you would do a lot of these Jesus-y, churchy type things um, out of fear of disappointing your parents, out of fear of disappointing uh, your pastors, or out of fear of not being like your peers and just feeling like this is something you had to do to fit in. And maybe you even struggle with legalistic tendencies as an adult. Of You find spiritual comfort in your performance of reading the Bible, your performance of Christianity, rather than the performance of Jesus for you on the cross and in his resurrection. So I know these are real tendencies we could have. So, so hear me, beloved. Don't let your fear of legalism keep you from a faithful path of following Jesus. Don't let a fear of legalism keep you from a faithful path of following Jesus in his word. Because his word is a light unto your feet and a lamp unto your path. We, we still need daily encounters with the word of God. And there's, there's the usual suspect scriptures I, I could throw out. Matthew 4.4. 4. Man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. That's so true and good. First um, Peter, when he says, long for the pure spiritual milk of the word, like a newborn baby, long for the milk. And that's true. And that's so good. Second Timothy 3.16. All scripture is inspired by God and is profitable for, rebuke for, reproof for, correction and training and righteousness so that the man or woman of God may be complete and equipped for every good work. Yes, we need that. But there's one that I stumbled upon in just my own Bible reading that really floored me and really showed me how much we need daily dependency on God's word. And it's in Proverbs 8. Proverbs 8, beginning in verse 32. Let's read it together. And if you're able, let's stand together for the reading 
of the word of God. This is Solomon writing to his sons, but at this point in Proverbs 8, he's used a tool of wisdom speaking, as though wisdom is personified, wisdom is alive, and we're gonna get more to how wisdom is alive in Christ, but it's wisdom speaking to like his sons and, and inviting something. So let's listen, beginning in verse 32, as the Holy Spirit tells us through our brother Solomon. And now, sons, listen to me. Those who keep my ways are happy. Listen to instruction and be wise. Don't ignore it. Anyone who listens to me is happy, watching at my doors every day, waiting by the post of my doorway. For the one who finds me finds life and obtains favor from the Lord. But the one who misses me harms himself. All who hate me love death. You may be seated. This is God's word. What you have in Proverbs is a collection of wisdom for God's people. Some of them, as you get outside of chapter 10 or into 10, some of them are a lot like, sound like tweets, just kind of one-off wisdom, one-off wisdom, one-off wisdom. Some are connected, some, some aren't. So it's difficult to just read Proverbs, um, just like through it. it. There's a lot of kind of interweaving of Proverbs too. But in this section, especially chapters one through eight and nine, you have Solomon talking to his sons giving this extended discourse on living wisely and living in light of God, living before God, living for God, living with God, and living for the glory of God. That, that's what biblical wisdom is. And as Solomon is teaching his sons, he, he takes wisdom and he personifies it and he makes it speak as though wisdom were speaking to his sons. And did you see the driving charge? Verse 32, look. And now my sons, listen to me. Those who keep my ways are happy. Listen, 33, listen to instruction and be wise. 34, and anyone who listens three times, listen, listen, listen. This is the word of God opening up saying, inviting you in, inviting you in to hear, inviting you in to hear the wisdom of God. And that's why we're doing the CBR Journal, why, why we should do any kind of regular Bible reading, is that I want to hear from God. I want to listen to God's wisdom. Because, beloved, in 2020, you will be hearing competing wisdom all day long. You will hear competing wisdom from your coworkers. You'll hear competing wisdom from yourself, from your friends, from your spouse, from your kids, from people at the gym. There are peddlers of street vendor wisdom all over social media. From Instagram to Facebook to TikTok to Twitter, they are going to infiltrate you with, here's how you should handle the situation at your job. Here's how you should handle the situation with your kids. Here's how you should view your money. Here's how you should view your clothing. Here's how you should view your, your body. Here's how you should view romance and on and on and on. You will hear competing wisdom all year long. And now the question will come to you, how will I combat it? If you do not have a regular dependency on God's word, beloved, and you only hear a 35-minute sermon a week, you will not be able to withstand all the flaming darts of the evil one. I promise you, 35 minutes from a B-minus preacher like me ain't gonna help you. You need more than me and what you hear here. 
And that's assuming that you come to church every Sunday. On average, now in the United States, the good American churchgoer goes twice a month. So 70 minutes, half of the year spent hearing a sermon, if you only come 26 Sundays out of the year, is not enough to make sure you are not taken captive by the philosophies and teachings of this world. Not enough to teach you how to swing the sword of the spirit as you engage in spiritual warfare. You yourself need regular feedings, readings, and enjoyments of God's word. So how will you do it? Right here in this book, beloved. Right here, you are hearing the wisdom you need for life and godliness. We all need a daily intake of of God's word. Daily nourishment to listen and then look. Look what else he says. And now, sons, verse 32, listen to me and those, to those who keep, keep my ways. Those who hear and do. We have a whole book of the Bible dedicated on this, don't we? What? James. We don't want to be just hearers of the word. We want to be doers. So this is where, this didn't originate in James. This goes all the way back to the wisdom literature with Solomon. To listen and keep. If you read, if you kept up with all of your CBR journal reading for 2020, That alone will not change your life. It will be the living it by faith, the keeping, the doing, being a hearer of the word and a doer. You could read your Bible for the rest of your life every day, but if it's never implemented, if it's never lived out, if it's never obeyed, if you never follow the risen Christ faithfully, when he says to forgive, you forgive. When he says to remove bitterness, you remove bitterness. When he says to love and to encourage and to serve and to share the gospel, and, and, but if you don't do it, you just know it says it, you won't be happy. That's what the Bible promises. Those who keep my ways are happy. Listen, those who are... Listen to instruction, be wise, don't ignore it. Anyone who listens to me is happy. You see it again? Sometimes you hear, God isn't after your happiness, he's after your holiness. That, that's, that's not right. That's setting friends against each other. God cares about your happiness. Finding it in Holiness. Maybe you've heard John Piper say, and he's right, that God is most glorified in us when we're most satisfied, we're most happy in him. We could also read it the other way, turn it around and read it that way, that we are most satisfied, we are most happy when God is being glorified, when we are listening to him and we are keeping his ways when we're rejecting our wisdom and we're going after God's wisdom, following him. This is where the happy life really is. This is where real life really is. So even just reading the Bible, meditating on the Bible, memorizing the Bible, without following your risen, crucified Lord, it won't lead to real life. It won't lead to the happy, holy, blessed life in following Christ. But there's, there's a danger. It's in verse 33, where he says, listen to instruction and be wise, so this is living the, the Christ-centered life, the God-honoring life. And look at this. Don't ignore it. Don't ignore it. The Bible is being so straightforward with us. This is the simple, straightforward reason why a lot of us don't hear God's wisdom. We ignored it. And I've heard and I've said things, ah, I didn't have time. 
I don't have time. I didn't have time. Okay, I hear you. How'd your college football team do this year? If you're an LSU fan, they did awesome. If you're an Aggie fan, we're praying for you. How'd your baseball team do this year? Did you keep up with the stats? How's your basketball team doing this year? How was Rise of Skywalker? That was awesome. How was Mandalorian? Great. How's your fantasy football doing? If you do fantasy football and you're like, man, I just don't have time to read the Bible. Listen, come see me. There's all kinds of things we do. And beloved, Disney Plus will not rise to your defense. We have time. There's no way around acknowledging we have time. And the Bible just gets real honest with us here. You're ignoring me. You're just flat out ignoring me. And we've all been guilty of this. So in 2020, I need to change my thinking. You need to change your thinking. And so don't think this way. Okay, I need to stop ignoring my Bible reading plan. Do not think that way. That might get you through the second week in January. Don't think, okay, I need to stop ignoring reading the Bible. That might get you through January or February. Rather, what we need to think is, I need to stop ignoring God's wisdom. Because that's what we're really getting. And we can take it even further. I need to stop ignoring Jesus. Because isn't this who we're hearing? Isn't, who, isn't this who this book is all about? It's all about him. John 5, 39, Jesus says, Moses wrote about me. Luke 24, Jesus told these two guys on a long walk, the whole Bible's about me. We need to stop ignoring Jesus. And we need to hear from him. We need to follow him as our crucified and risen Lord who who paid for all of our sins and gives us new life with him as he rose from the dead and now we've been raised with him and now we are learning how to live that raised life. And you will not learn how to live the raised life from social media. You will not learn how to live the raised life from Rookie of the Year on Disney+. Plus. You will learn to live the raised life from this book, from Christ. Jesus tells us in the book of Revelation, I stand at the door and knock. And that's not an evangelism verse. That's a fellowship verse with his people. I am at the door. I'm ready to fellowship with you. I'm ready to hang with you. Would you open the door and let me in? So when we open the Bible, we're opening the door and saying, Jesus, I'm ready to meet with you. I wanna hear from you, Lord. I don't wanna ignore you. In verse 34, this is the part that floored me, that convinced me of my daily need and dependency of the word of God. Verse 34, anyone who listens to me is happy. And look, watching at my doors every day. Every day. Wisdom is saying, Christ is saying, you want to be happy? You want to be fulfilled. You want to be satisfied. You want to be blessed. You want to find where it is, where it's, what it's all about. He says right here, the one who waits for me, the one who looks to me, who watches my gates, who waits for me to come out, who waits for me to speak, who's looking to meet with me every day. Every day. The wise disciple of Christ hears from him every day. The wise learner, the wise apprentice of Jesus learns from him every day. 
watching for the doors to fling open and go, he's coming, he's coming. Let's hear what he has to say. Waiting for him to bless us, to encourage us, to to assure us of his love, to remind us of his mercy and his grace and to give us hope to make it through the day. Just ask, just think, beloved, how often do we need Jesus? How many days a week? All of them. How often would it be helpful to you to hear from God himself? How many months out of the year would it be helpful for you to hear from God? Like eight? Eight would give me a good number. No, all of them. How many days out of the year do we need to hear from God? Every day. And we have a way. The Holy Spirit is prepared to serve you as you go to the Bible, as you open it up by faith to meet with Christ daily for every day. Now, I'll give you a little aside and, and talk about every day with the Bible. Talk about, I, I want to phrase it as daily Bible intake. Everyday Bible intake. Because sometimes we know what happens. Life happens. Flu happens. Kids' flu happens. Um, and here's what should never happen. You have the flu, your kids have the flu, and you're crawling towards your CBR journal. I got it. Here we go. Don't, don't do that. That's, no, that's not the expectation. But job stress, you're moving, whatever. Something happens, you're not able to make it to your CBR journal. But here's what can happen. Still some kind of daily Bible intake in, in different ways than just reading. And we get this from our friend Don Whitney at Southern Seminary. He says there's different ways than just reading, different ways to enjoy, different ways to feast, different ways to taste. And here, here are different ways you could have regular Bible intake. Meditation on a verse. When you hear the word meditation, don't just think Buddhism and emptying your mind, all that. Meditation is to just to think. And so you could take your favorite verse, you could take a verse you heard recently, you could take a verse you memorized, whatever, and just think about that verse. You could take something like uh, Psalm 34, 8, oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. And just think about each word. You could think about taste and, just, and, and think, Lord, I, I love the taste of a good steak. I love the taste of a single origin uh, pour over coffee. Lord, I hate the taste of broccoli. Um, would you make my sin taste like broccoli? And would you make your righteousness and your goodness taste like steak to me? Help me to taste and see. Lord, I want to see. I, I don't want to be blind to your goodness. I, I, I don't want to have my eyes thrilled by everything else. I want to see you. So Lord, I want to taste and see that the Lord is good, that you are good. Sometimes I doubt you, Lord. Sometimes I think other, are you really for my good? Are you really on my side? But Lord, help me to taste and see and believe that you are good. Meditation, boom, done. You can do that while you're driving. You can do that while you're laying in bed. You can do that while you're brushing your teeth. There's different ways of having Bible intake. And then you could pray the Bible. It's kind of a more extended meditation on the scriptures. You could listen to an audio Bible. There's a great Bible app called Dwell. It has great Bible plans. It has nice voices and good music in the background, short readings, long readings, plans for whole books, uh, listenings of the day. It's amazing. Just different strategies of how to take in God's word. Meditation, prayer, audio Bibles. You can listen to a sermon. Whatever will help you get into God's word. So you could have happiness with him. And look at what he says in 35. For the one who finds me, when you're reading the Bible, you're going on a safari. And you're going to find Christ and meet with him, to enjoy him. And 
look at what you find, life. And when you read, you find wisdom every day, you obtain favor. And when you see this in the Old Testament, it's grace. You get grace from the Lord, who I think is the me. And he is the life. What does Jesus say? I am the resurrection and the life. John 1, he says about Jesus, he is the life and the light of men. And when you read the Bible in a Christ-honoring way, you find Jesus and you receive grace from him. You receive encouragement, you receive love, you receive mercy, you receive goodness, you're reminded of righteousness, all from God. This is the point. And look, but the one who misses me, the Lord, the life, look, harms himself. We inflict spiritual harm on ourselves when we ignore Jesus, when we ignore his way. We inflict spiritual harm on ourselves when we, "Ah, I don't need God's wisdom, I got it figured out. Yeah, I know the Bible has stuff to say about that, but I'm gonna go this way. Yeah, I know Jesus said some stuff about forgiveness. I know Jesus said some stuff about how uh, we should view romance and view marriage, but you know what? This is just how I feel. You you harm yourself when you go this way. And God doesn't want that. You know what he rather would have you? Holy happiness. that's, That's what he wants for you. That's what he's after for you. And this whole book is designed to take you to how to live as a disciple of Christ, how to make disciples, and how to make much of Jesus. And that's why we want to do the CBR journal. How to have daily, regular enjoyment of God's word. So let's, let's do one together. Let, let's do a CBR entry together. Now, point one with the CBR journal. As, if you begin this on January 1st, here's what you need to know. This is not studying the Bible. You, you, aren't, you shouldn't be doing this on your CBR entries. You're just reading you're just reading for enjoyment. You're just reading to, to process and to pray and, and to go. You're not there to break down verses. So if you study the Bible, every time you go to read the Bible, you'll never actually end up reading the Bible. You'll get hung up on themes. You'll get hung up on verses. You'll start chasing things down that you wanna learn. Um, you'll, get, you'll chase cross-references. And before you know it, you're like, man, I didn't even finish reading the passage. Don't, don't, you need to have discipline of just reading and then going. And another area, another avenue of studying as well. So start with reading. And here's one tip just for me. If it doesn't work for you, don't do it. Uh, I find it helpful when my wife and I, when we have to get our youngest son ready for school the, the night before, put his clothes out the night before. Because for me, I'm like, where are his socks? Where are his shoes? Where is everything? Where is he? I, I just, I can't, I can't do it. So for me, if I'm going to do my Bible reading at 6 a.m., 5 a.m., whatever, my Bible's out on my desk, the coffee table, whatever, the Bible's there, maybe a pen is there, the cup of coffee is there, the coffee's already loaded, all of it. Because if I don't prepare the night before, this is just me, I'll wake up at 5, 5.30 and go, I don't know where my Bible is, and I'll just roll back over and forget about it. So I prepare the night before. If that doesn't work for you, don't do it. Do whatever works for you. So then you open up your CBR journal, you find the reading for the day, you write that at the top page, the date, the readings for the day, one old, one new, or if it's Saturday, just a psalm. And some, then you go and read. Just read the passages. You could do it two different ways. Pastor Barry does it different than I do, which is great. He, as he's reading, he starts filling up the boxes 
that we're gonna show you. Adoration, confession, thanksgiving, supplication. He fills them out as, as he's reading. Or you could read them all, like I do, and then go and fill out the boxes. You should do whatever works for you. I, I loved, I was at a conference one time, and Ray Ortland, uh, amazing brother and pastor, was asked a question. Uh, this is a pastor's conference, and he said, someone asked him, how do you separate your devotional time, your own reading of God's word, versus sermon prep? What do you do? And his answer was so wise, because I was thinking, okay, here's, how would I answer that question? Well, I would say this, I would say this. Ray just goes, Work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. I was like, oh, I gotta steal that. Philippians 2, answer. So if you were to ask me, hey, how should I do this? How should I do it this way? I, I could give you some advice, but really, you gotta work out your own salvation uh, with fear and trembling. Work out your own growth in Christ. You might be a morning reader. You might be a lunch reader. You might be a nighttime reader. You, you might do bulk days, what, whatever. Work it out yourself with, with fear and, and trembling. So the CBR says, first step, there's four steps. First one, surrender through prayer. So you open with a prayer. And it's got four lines for you to fill out a quick prayer to start your Bible reading. And I love this from John Piper. Who's ever heard of the IOUS acronym? You can raise your hand, IOUS. Good, okay, I, I see. Yeah, good job. Uh, I knew she would know it. Faithful Desiring God readers. Um, IOUS is an acronym from John Piper, which has four verses connected to it. And you can see him here. I incline my heart to you and not to prideful or selfish gain or any false motive. You could pray through these. And so you could just write in your little journal, um, Lord, incline my heart to you. I, I don't really even feel like I wanna read the Bible right now. I'd much rather be asleep. Be honest with it, Lord, just move my heart. Incline my heart to you. Oh, open my eyes to see wonderful things from your law. Lord, I don't wanna walk away bored. I don't want to walk away like I wasted this time. So would you show me something amazing from your word today? Something amazing about you. I'm banking on you, Lord. Open my eyes. Oh, you unite my heart. I'm feeling anxious, Lord. I'm worried about my kids. Uh, I'm worried about what I'm going to hear from the doctor. Uh, I'm worried about, it could be all kinds of things going on in your heart that are just distracting. I just feel distracted. I, I want to check my phone. I want to check my email. I'm worried about an email coming. Lord, unite my heart. Unite my heart under you. S, satisfy me satisfy me in the morning with your steadfast love. Just, I wanna walk away so happy in you. I, I just wanna leave this morning satisfied with you, thrilled with you, to where temptation just bounces off of me like bullets off of Superman. Because I just wanna be thrilled with you, God. And so I usually pray some kind of variety of these things when I sit down to read the Bible. Sometimes I just write I-O-U-S and pray them in my mind, in my heart. And sometimes, you know what my most frequent prayer is? Lord, help me. Help me to meet with you today. Help me to hear from you. Help me just to benefit from you. Help me to honor you. Um, I have this coming up, Lord. I have this meeting. I, I have this going on, and uh, I don't feel like I'm doing well in this area. Lord, would you just help me? And help me and serve me through your word today, Lord. And quick, quick, quick prayers. You don't need to, I know sometimes we feel like we gotta pray for 30 minutes and all that. This, this will minister to you. If anything else you hear this morning, this will minister to you. Time yourself reading the Lord's Prayer out loud from Matthew 6. It'll take you less than 30 seconds. And Jesus said, what? Pray like this. He loves short prayers. So you pray short. Jesus loves it. He taught you, pray like this, short prayer. And so don't ever feel like I gotta have this long, drawn out thing. You pray short. Praying short is better than not praying at all. Even if it's just, Lord, help me. 
And then the next movement is listen to the scriptures. And so I picked a random Psalm, Psalm 20. Short, we could look at it together. And so I would sit down, there I am, whatever Saturday this is, I'm opening it up and I got my pen in my hand because that's just who I am. I'm gonna read, may the Lord answer you in a day of trouble. May the name of Jacob's God protect you. May he send you help from the sanctuary. I like that. Because I prayed for that, didn't I? May he send you help from the sanctuary and sustain you. I need that. Sustain and help from Zion. May he remember all your offerings and accept your burnt offering. And so when I'm reading stuff like this, so when I see words like accept, remember, offering, I just go and make a little note. Jesus is my offering. Jesus is my acceptance. So I just note for myself later. May he give you what your heart desires to fulfill your whole purpose. Let us shout for joy at your victory and lift the banner in the name of our God. May the Lord, may the Lord fulfill all your requests. Now I know that the Lord gives victory. That reminds me of Romans 8. We're more than conquerors through him who loves us. Gives victory to his anointed. He will answer him from his holy heaven with mighty victories from his right hand. Some take pride in chariots, others in horses, but we take pride in the name of the Lord our God. They collapse and fall, but we rise and stand firm. Lord, give victory to the king. May he answer us on the day that we call. So you read and then you go fill out the boxes. And the first box is adoration. And this is what do you wanna praise God for? Any attributes or, or actions that you, that you saw in the passage. And so one of the, you give victory. And so I would go and write, you, I remembered how horrible my handwriting was when I did this in the first service. So bear with me. You give me victory in the cross and the empty tomb. You give me victory. Here's one thing to note about when you're doing these journal entries, personalize them. You're talking to God. You're praying through your pen, through the writing. So don't make this a Sunday school answer time. God gives the church victory through the substitutionary atonement and resurrection of Christ. Boo. True, but boo. Make it real. Your life. You, Lord. You, Father, give me. Give me victory through the cross and resurrection. What else could we go and, and, and adore God for in the passage? You, he answers. And so you go and write, just to save time, you answer. How kind of God. So that, that, that could lead you down other thoughts that you are so kind. You are kind, you are merciful. You go on and on and adoring God for all, all these different attributes, just for who he is. Uh, he gives what the heart desires. Um, we can shout for victory in him. The Lord fulfills our requests. We talked about he gives victory. So just going through just different things from the passages. Now you could do this if it's a Monday through Friday, you have Old and New Testament. You could do it for both. You could do it for one. Do whatever works for you. So you fill out all the different ways that you see ways you could adore God in, in the passage. And then it goes to confession. 
anything that the Spirit brings up that I need, any sins I need to confess, anything I need to repent of. And maybe as you were reading the passage, the Spirit brings to mind from verse seven, where it says, some take pride in chariots, others in horses, but we take pride in the name of the Lord our God. So maybe you could go write something like, Father, forgive me for taking pride or you could say reliance on why y'all laughing did I spell it right no I didn't think so that was a gamble I almost went with coffee that caffeine was a gamble caffeine um it could be something as simple as that. Oh, I just need another coffee. I just need another cup to get through the day. I just, I just need this. I just, there's an article on the Gospel Coalition. This could be changed out. You know what else it could be? This is beer, sorry. Me time. There's an article on the Gospel Coalition that talks about something called mommy drunkenness. Where it's just kind of like a running joke with some evangelical moms on social media that just feel like, oh, my kids are so bad, I need a couple glasses of wine tonight. And it's a joke-ish. But we say things like, I need, I need me time. I need, I need. We're finding pride and reliance on other things other than God. So that's just one thing that could come up. Um, maybe this help and sustain. Maybe the Spirit would convict you about, I've been, I've been trying to help myself. I've, I've been trying to think things on my own, figure things out on my own without realizing that he sends help. He sustains. Uh, my life is in his hands. So other things that you could confess. Maybe something came up um, that the Lord answers in the day of trouble that, Maybe just the spirit brings up a, an answer that you had that I was, you were rude to, I was rude to spouse. And the Lord answers kindly, I answered rudely. And so I need to go and ask, ask for forgiveness. And you go and do it. Say, okay, you're done with confession. A, adoration. C, confession. And then next is thanksgiving. What could you thank God for? from the passage that day. And so, I don't know why I'm turning that. You could go and you could go look at the passage and just say, thank you that you send help from your sanctuary. So I'd write, thank you, Jesus, for the victory over sin, over Satan, over death, and you could write, thank you that you, you hear me. You, you love me. You love. Um, you could write anything that comes up from the passage that comes to your mind as, as you read. And so I would think of keeping the victory um, that we rise and stand firm, that we have what? We have a resurrection to come. So I'd write, thank you 
that, see, I'm getting in pastor mode, so I would erase that. That I will rise and stand firm with you on that last day. And so other things you could just thank him for. And then the last one, supplication. It's a fancy word, big fancy word for request. Requests. These are things that you would want to ask for your own life. Maybe things you want to ask God for, for others. And so you would read the passage and go, okay, is there anything that I could see? Well, he says he gives the victory. Maybe you feel like you're not experiencing victory in your life. That you're really struggling with an addiction. You're really struggling with a sin. You're really battling something. So you pray, Lord, give me victory over X, Y, Z temptation. Lord, I, I want to experience what, what you have, what you've promised. And it says that you send help. So Lord, help. Lord, help. And you fill out what you, needed, what you need help for. And then there's the, the verse at the end. Some take pride in other things, right? Verse seven, they collapse and fall. So rather than looking going, ha, look at those fools. They're gonna collapse and fall. We pray for these. So maybe it's somebody in your family. Uh, maybe it's someone you work with. Lord, Tommy, Joe, is taking pride in other things. Sally, Joe. And you pray for him. I don't want them to collapse and fall. You pray for your kid. Pray for your, your family. I want them to rise and stand firm with you, Lord. Adoration, confession, thanksgiving, and supplication. And, and then you move to the last movement. And this is the... Um, this is the gospel community part. It says, prepare for gospel community. How has God impacted you most through today's passage? So you take what you've read and you're like, now I want to share it with either somebody in a missional community. I want to text it to a friend. I'm going I'm to post it on Facebook. I'm going to email it out. This is the CBR, the C part, the community Bible reading part that every day you're doing this, you would share with someone just a sentence just one thing that you want to share. So I, I, if I were finishing this up, it has you a little space to write it, or you could just write, I'm going to text it to so-and-so. And let's say I'm getting ready and I'm done and I see, I see Danny Fry. And I'm like, you know, I'm going to text Danny real quick. And say, Danny, hey, bruh. And then he'd probably text back, what? And I would say, today, I'm so thankful. This is from verse two in the reading today. So thankful that our God, see community, our, our God sustains, sustains us and sends help. And then I would send like the emoji with the sunglasses. It's going to look like a ninja. 
and he'd probably, what would you send back, Danny? Thanks. Thanks. <laughs> probably not even that. It'd probably be this. Emoji with heart eyes. Oh, emoji with heart eyes. I can't draw a heart. Let's do a big smile. Thanks. I can't, not on this small, I can't draw a heart. Man, it's really hard with this little thing. Um, and then you're done. And you're done. And then tomorrow. And then do the next CBR. And then you do the next. And you share it. So share them with people in your small group. Um, make your own little text thread. Like, hey, let's, let's encourage each other um, to share what we're, what we're learning from God's word. Or maybe, hey, email them to me. If you want to email, email me what you're learning from God's word, I would love to see it. And I'd love to write back, hey, here, here's, what I'm, here's what I'm learning too. Here's what God showed me in today's reading. So we, we surrender through prayer, incline my heart, open my eyes, unite my heart, satisfy me. We listen to the scriptures. That's the same language from Proverbs 8. Listen, listen, and be wise. And then we pray through our pen. And then we share with the community. So let's make disciples together. Let's make much of Jesus together. Let's read together. Let's listen together. And let's follow Jesus together, not just in 2020, but until we arrive at the new Jerusalem and then some. Amen? Amen. Let's pray together. King Jesus, help us. We, we come to you knowing that you are our hope, you, that you are our joy. And so satisfy us as we read your word. Um, meet us as we come every day. We wanna be like the wise person in Proverbs 8, meeting with you every single day, hearing your wisdom, hearing your word, not taking your word for granted, not living on yesterday's manna, but living with you vibrantly today. And so would you, would you do a work among us in 2020 as we, as we open your word? Uh, would you satisfy us? Would you thrill us? Would you excite us? Would, would we not give in to any kind of legalistic tendencies? Would, we, would, we not, would not fear of legalism keep us from just faithfully following you? And help us to take in your word. Because we know that in your presence, there is fullness of joy. We know that we can taste and see that you are good. And we know that it is good to be near God. And we know that if we draw near to you, you will draw near to us. So help us now, King Jesus. And it's in your mighty name that we pray, amen.